live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Live from America. Not only is it Monday, which you know are my favorite shows, Mondays, right? Uh, But it's a Monday coming back off of a leg of the Save America Freedom Tour. And it's incredible what I experienced out there. And I think one of the greatest things that happen when I'm out there is what I learn from all of you Um, and the, the... the gospel that is shared not only from what we're sharing with people, but from what others are sharing with us as well. And there's lots of prayer. I mean, when we're out on the road, there is so much prayer going on. And, and from the greatest people at every stop, it's just, it's, it's really inspiring to be out there. But welcome to Live from America. We're back in the studio. And uh, this is where, I think this is where we make the, possibly where we make the most difference. Even, even, Versus being out on the road. So, uh, welcome to Life from America. Uh, I am your ever so humble, God fearing, but God loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip hop patriot. And today is May 24th, year of our Lord, 2021. And, uh, there's a, there's a lot to show you from what we've seen on the road. And I'm going to show you that at the end of today's show. I got a lot to show you, but we also have a lot to go through as it pertains to news and, and updates with election fraud and so many other things that are going on. Uh, but right now, I want to ask you to uh, let people know we're back. A lot of people didn't know when we were going to be back on, on, on you know doing the live show. So please let people know. Share it with your social media. Uh, if you're on the app, you can share it right from the app. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do that right now as well. So let's, let me share this to Telegram. So if you follow me on Telegram, uh, you might want to... Um, if you haven't followed me on Telegram yet, then make sure you definitely do. And what I like to do is I like to also share it with your, uh, you can share it right in your Facebook Messenger, and you can share it right in your Instagram Messenger, which is what I'm doing right now as well. I think it's very important that we get the video out to as many people as we can. A lot of people, I just, I had a lot of people email me and, and send me messages saying, I've never even heard of Rumble. I don't know what Rumble is. And uh, so, you know, getting people over here, getting them to download the app, because I asked a lot of people while I was out on the road, I said, did you have a hard time transitioning from YouTube to Rumble? And most people said, no, not at all. Not at all. So, um, you know, just let everybody know we're here. We want to get as many eyeballs and eardrums on, on the show as absolutely possible. Speaking of that, let's give some live shout outs to those who are watching on Rumble. And if you are on Rumble and you don't have your actual name, uh, let me know who you are and where you're from, okay? So, uh, C. Bryant69 says, I've missed you at 11 and 5. God save America. Trump is my president. Well, I agree with every bit of that. B. Fritz, Barbara from Pennsylvania says, good morning. Good morning to you. Um, Don Amp says, hello and blessings from Missouri, the show me state. Welcome back, Jeremy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Nicole says, so glad to see you back. Missed you, brother Jeremy from Sacramento, California. Well, I missed you too. Thank you so very much for the kind words. Stephanie 48 says, God bless. Penny Adams from the Midwest, Indiana says, ready to hear some good, true news. Isn't that a, isn't that a, a, 
a refreshing thing is when you can hear good, true news. I do not disagree. Corn Pop is in the building. Resident Corn Pop, ladies and gentlemen, has graced us with his presence. He says, I miss you, brother. Love you. How about a shout out? I'm here in the pool this fine morning. So you're, so you're in a pool and you're listening to Live from America? You lucky duck you. Um, good morning from Ohio. Glad you're back. Great weekend. Thank you very much. Good morning from South Dakota. Actually, the Save America Freedom Tour is coming to South Dakota sometime in July. So just be on the, be on the lookout for that. Uh, missed you as well. Uh, we got good morning from Texas. Glad you're back. The morning verse really spoke to my heart today, something I really needed to hear. Me as well. That's why I decided to put out that that specific verse, uh, just because it was stuff that was going on while we were out on tour that I really needed to touch on. Um, let's see. We've got good morning from South Dakota again. Love seeing you were on the road. God is on the move. 100% correct. Zelda Chick says, I hope you had, I hope a nice long show today. I need to catch up with all the news. And Melissa Maga 2020 says, I've missed you so very much. Well, you know what, Melissa? I missed you too. It's, it's really weird because, um, I always say when people say, oh, your fans, your, your, your fans are outside the bus or your, you know, your, your followers are outside the bus. They want to talk to you. I, I, it's really weird for me to hear it that way because I really feel that all of us have become such a tight knit family here on Live from America that it's like, um, and, and everybody says the same thing, right? Everybody says the same thing. I feel like I've known you for years when they meet me and the feeling is mutual. The feeling is mutual. Now, because I don't get to see all your faces, I don't know what a lot of you look like, but I do know the names. So if you uh, if you were the ones, one of the people that uh, that I got to meet and I, that I had the the amazing pleasure of meeting out there, you'll know that I all, I said the same thing to everybody. What's your name? And then as soon as you said your name, I recognized it for the most part. If you've ever commented on any of the videos, because that's what I see, and uh, it's it's truly is. It's like a family. It's like you know, being away from life from America is very, very similar to being away from my actual family at home. So I was so incredibly happy this morning. I'm taking a shower, I'm getting ready and I'm singing. And I, and I very rarely do that, uh, where I'm just in such a bubbly singing mood. I'm always in a good mood when I wake up, but singing, I was singing this morning. I was singing cause I was so happy to be back. And, um, so here we are. Uh, I'd like to give some more shout outs here uh, too. Um, Linda Majaya, Linda and Sam Majaya. Now they live in Virginia and I got to my room and I got a phone call like half hour into getting a room. I didn't even plan on getting a room because I usually stay right on the bus. Usually just stay right on the bus. But I said, you know, it'd be nice to get into a big, huge bed with a, with a hotel shower. So we, we, I checked into the hotel there. I was in there for maybe five minutes, Dave Bray and I, and all of a sudden we get a phone call in the room. Dave says, it's for you. I pick up the phone and some lady on the phone says, hey, come down to the lobby. I've got something for you. I said, okay. So I go down to the lobby and, and I got to meet Linda and Sam Majaya. Now, I have shouted them out before on the show, but I always was like, Majaja. I didn't know how to say it, but it is Majaya. I told her I would never forget it again. So Linda and Sam, I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for the presence that you got me. But more more so just the, the time spent with you two. You two were such amazing people. And I want to thank you for supplying us with dinner. The entire bus, all of us from the uh, Real America's Voice crew, Live from America, Dave Bray. Uh, on behalf of all of us, we want to thank you so very much for feeding us that evening. I want to give a big shout out to Danny Hamilton too, the guy who owns Star Coaches, who owns the bus. Um, 
what an amazing, he's become family to me as well. And, and if it wasn't for Danny, none of this could happen the way it's happening. So thank you, Danny Hamilton. Thank you to the Tennessee Freedom Force. All of you guys in Tennessee and Liberty University, but you guys were so welcoming. In Tennessee, you rolled out the red carpet. I want to thank you so much. And I want to thank Real America's Voice News as well for allowing me to be me. As you, as you notice, I always have my sunglasses and my hat on. We're on a, an official news station. And they allow you to be you. And and when we um, interviewed people, I don't know if you've seen the specials, any of the specials or not, but when we interviewed people, there was no going over the questions beforehand. There was no questions. It was just like, what are we going to talk about? And I just said, look, I'm going to ask you this, this, and this. You go. You say whatever you have to say because that's the entire point of this tour. You know what I mean? I've seen some people were like, oh, it looks like you're having just a great time out on tour while the world is suffering. I hope you're having fun. It's like, What? Are you kidding me? That's the kind of stuff that, that you're going to say. Like, there's three there's three reasons for this tour. Number one, to, to get out there and get what real Americans are thinking about what's going on. And I'll tell you, we've not just interviewed people who are, um, support President Trump. We've interviewed people who did not vote for President Trump. That's number one. And get it in a raw, unedited version. Okay? Number two, to inspire Christianity, to inspire God. To inspire the word of God, the gospel, to spread it, and to sh- and to pray with people, and to let them know it's okay to be a Christian. Let them know it's okay to love God openly. Okay, and then number three, to inspire patriotism again. So many people, including myself, after seeing what we just saw, we just kind of lost hope, and we're out there trying to give hope as much as we're trying to get hope. Okay, it's very similar to what President Trump was doing on it with his MAGA rallies. That's what we're out there trying to do. That's what we're trying to accomplish. Okay, we're not out there just like, yeah, yeah, we're out here on buses and stuff like that. That's the, you see, you see the good stuff. You don't see all the stuff that's built, you know, that, that, that is around and outside of what you see on camera. It's very difficult out there, but it's needed. And I'm honored to be out there, and I get inspired by the people that I meet. And I truly, truly, truly am blessed to to be in the position that God has put me in to do that. Okay, I'd also like to thank a few more people here. Um, I got home and I I had some mail piling up in the in the mailbox. Sandra Duvall, Steve, and Jennifer. I hope I say this. Griceback, uh, Noga Velazny, uh, Miss Burke, and Dreama Wicks. I want to thank you. For all the things that I that I was able to uh, uh, open today when I got home, I have a pile of stuff. So uh, if you sent something, don't worry; it's probably here. I just have a lot to you know get to being gone for a week. Hmm. Ooh, those tears of the Democrats, baby. <laughs> they are so good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get to the real, the real reason for everything and the man behind everything, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, right now. We're going to give our our honor and our attention right now and our love and our full focus on the Lord by reading today's verse of the day that went out this morning. If you're part of the newsletter, some people still are not part of the newsletter, and if you're not, I urge you to go to jeremyherald.com, scroll to the bottom, and sign up for the newsletter because it's not just verses that you get every morning, which, by the way, are the most important thing, but you also get updates, and if anything happens to me or if anything, you know, I get any news, uh, I'm going to put it out there to let you guys know what's really going on with Life from America and any big changes that happen. So it's a great place to follow, and I just I appreciate you guys that are all on there. So the verse of today today came from Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And the reason I picked this is because of something that happened to me out there on the road. But let me read it to you. 
verse of the day, Philippians, if you got your Bibles with you, 4, 6, and 7, which says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, there's a very there's a very specific reason why I chose this verse this morning. And it's because of something that a, a woman in Virginia pulled me aside. She waited all day in the blistering hot sun just to pull me aside and tell me something that I really, really needed to hear. Now, I just, I'll, I'll go through what I said after this verse. Again, it's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And I wrote, something amazing happened to me pertaining to this verse while we were in Lynchburg, Virginia last week. One of the things that really bothers me is that I can't do everything that needs to be done. With the thousands of emails I've not been able to respond to, or the fulfillment of the Bible requests, or getting the donors their swamp donkey sticker gifts uh, that, I, that I'm working on getting out fast enough. I always feel very guilty, and it keeps me up at night, to be honest. That just pertains to work and what I'm doing here. I also feel anxious about a lot of things in my personal life, too, with five kids and my wife and all my fatherly and husband duties. However, that is not what God wants us to do. And I know you guys all have similar... There's You guys have anxiety and, and, and worry about things, too. It's not just what we're doing here. There's You guys all have your own personal lives and your own work, too. And I'm sure you go through this as well. But that is not how we're supposed to... Um, act as Christians. That's not how we're supposed to act, and that's not what God wants for us, okay? A wonderful woman came up to me after sitting in the hot sun all day in Virginia at our live event at Liberty University and asked if she could talk to me. I said, of course, let's step over here. She then said that there was something about Live from America and me that she doesn't like. Now, I want to pause it right there, because I'm always up for constructive criticism, okay? But you never know what somebody's going to say. So when somebody comes up and tells you there's something about you and the show that you do that they don't like, uh, you know, the devil really tries to take over right there and makes you feel like, okay, here we go. What are we going to hear? But I'm like, you know what? You have a right to say it. The show is public. Let me have it. I thought it was going to be something really, you know, bad. Okay? Because I'm always up for constructive criticism. Criticism. She then said that I shouldn't always be apologizing for not being able to do something or be somewhere. Because you guys know I do I do that a lot. She said that God is not chaotic. God is order. As an ambassador of God trying to spread the gospel, I shouldn't be chaotic either. She said that wherever I am or whatever I'm doing, that is exactly where God has placed me. I should not worry about what I can't get done and start putting that energy on what I can do and where God has me placed. And boy, was she right. God has us where he wants us to be and doing what he wants us to do. That is exactly what I needed to hear. She was definitely sent by God to tell me that because I wasn't listening to God when he was trying to tell me that through other people. Anxiety and stress leads to bad physical and mental issues. Let it all go. Let's all let it all go and let it go to God who created the universe and places you exactly where you need to be. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank her. And she knows who she is. I want to thank you so very much for you doing that. Because that changed my outlook for not only the rest of the trip, but even today when I was singing in the shower, I was thinking of that advice. And I want to thank you 
from the bottom of my heart for sending me that advice and for bringing me the true, true word of God. Now, ladies and gentlemen, my favorite part of every show, the Lord's Prayer, okay? And you know the drill. And I've had a lot of people tell me on the road that they never, ever, ever said this or never even knew the words to it until watching Live from America. And how amazing is that? Okay? So, if you can, say it loud so God can hear it from your lips to his ears. And uh, even if you're at work, guys, even if you think that you're in a place where you can't say it, try to say it. But if you can't, then say it inside for the Spirit to hear it. Join me, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! We got a lot to go over, so you might want to slurp a little bit of your coffee here. Get yourself ready. Because we got a lot to go over. First of all, I want to let you know that right now we are out. I am out of hats and glasses. I've ordered more, and they're coming. So there'll be about, I think, eight or nine orders that won't be fulfilled until the new shipment comes in. I had no idea they were going to sell that fast. I will reach out to those who won't be getting them so quickly as everybody else got them. I'd also like to remind you, okay, to take a picture of yourself and put it on Facebook, uh, if you have Facebook, with the hashtag Live from America and the hashtag The Hip Hop Patriot and send it to me. I'm going to actually start an email specifically for you to send them to me. Um, but until then, if you want to send them through Telegram or Instagram, I am saving them because we are going to have a nice little contest, okay? Um, Bibles, I will get back on that this week and try to fulfill the Bible orders. I think there's like a hundred and some odd uh, outstanding Bible uh, requests out there. But when you do a Bible request, please let me know what kind of Bible you want. We have children's Bibles. We have action, like comic book style Bibles for kids. We have women's Bibles, women's studies Bibles. We have large print Bibles. Um, we have all kinds of different ones. So please let me know which one you would like and I'll try to get it to you. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to it. The first and foremost section of today, let's talk about January 6th. January 6th was a complete 100 complete percent setup by the left. I am more convinced of that now than I ever have been before. And a lot of that comes from what I found out while I was out on the road. Now, the one great thing about traveling this time with a constitutional scholar and the people that I met, like Phil Klein from the Amistad Project, I found out a lot about January 6th and many other things. But January 6th, ladies and gentlemen, was a 100% complete setup. Not only, I mean, we all knew that, right? We've seen the videos. We've seen the videos of the police opening the barricades. We've seen the videos of the police literally giving tours of the Capitol building like it was just another day. We've seen the videos of the police saying, okay, guys, we're going to let you in, but try to be respectful, try to be careful. We know that Nancy Pelosi didn't reach out for help. We know that the Capitol City Police are all involved in it. We know that they're trying to cover up who killed Ashley Babbitt. And we know by the Democrats passing this ridiculous January 6th commission that will not pass the Senate, that they're trying to cover up their own tracks. And they did this for a lot of reasons. One, so they could vilify and demonize President Trump, so that they could try to get him trumped up on some charges, so that they could get rid of him once and for all. 
also in the process of that and in the wake of that is demonizing and vilifying all of you and classifying you and myself as terrorists. Because once they do that, they can put you under an umbrella, they can take your freedoms, they can take your rights, they can take your guns, and they can literally make you seem like you're in the Hunger Games. And I don't know if you've ever seen the Hunger Games or read the books, but you watch those and it's very, very similar to what's going on right now in our country with what they're trying to do with this January 6th commission. But something that I found out just in the last 24 hours was about the doors that were breached. The actual main doors on all sides that were breached. Now these doors are not only, you know, thick doors, but they're also locked. Okay? Now, you, okay, somebody from the inside, they, they tried to say that people broke in through windows, came in and unlocked them and let other people in. We know that wasn't true for one reason, because we've seen the videos of the police literally standing right there and the doors opening and them letting them in. Okay, that's the first reason we know that's a lie. But the second reason that we know that is a lie is every one of those doors, that is one of the most secure buildings in the country. And every one of those doors are locked and held shut by what they call maglocks. Now, maglocks are magnetic locks all the way around the door jam that literally, even if you unlock the door with a key, if you do not shut off the maglocks, nothing short of the Incredible Hulk would be able to open those doors. And the only people that can unlock those maglocks are the people who have the ability and the authority, you understand what I'm saying, to unlock those maglocks. So even if people were able to get in through some windows and come around where the police apparently were, and the police would then would have to say, okay, we're going to just step back and let you unlock them. Let's just say that's the scenario. Okay, so then they break in, the police go, oh, let's just step back and let you unlock them. They still wouldn't be able to unlock them because of the safety feature of the maglocks. All of the most important people in our country, elected officials, are in those buildings. They are literally some of the most secure buildings in the world. And I'm going to show you a picture here of these, ma these maglocks and what they look like. All right, let me bring it up and transition over. Here we go. There is, if you see in, in, in the red squares that's blocked out there, these are the maglocks right here. You see these? That is one strip of maglocks. They also have them down the side. Here we go again. Look over here. See, this, see right under this uh, don't tread on me flag where I'm circling? That is a maglock. Look at to the right of that. That is a maglock. All right? There is no way that you can get in those doors if those doors are even unlocked by the keys, if these maglocks are not unlocked. And again, the only people that have access to these maglocks are people who have authority to unlock those maglocks. All right? We now know that those locks were unlocked from the inside by somebody who had the authority to unlock them from the inside. Now, just to give you an idea... I want to I want to go to the I want to go to the uh, the audience real quick here and get what you guys are trying to say. Those are hardline doors, PR Navy says. I had worked on these doors overseas at embassies and and consulates. Okay, uh, let's see what else 
Jeremy, you have seen the video of police escorting the vans of BLM that day? I have. That's why I said, we already knew this, okay? But this is new information to add to all of the things that we did, th- that we already knew. Um, somebody else says, you're 100% right about 1-6. We came down to the Capitol because we wanted to meet you since Trump was re- uh, rehashing the same stuff. At the Washington Monument, we thought that the smoke and flashbangs were pyrotechnics for you. Imagine our surprise when we made it there. That's right. Um, here's somebody else. Says, and they wouldn't vote to stop the election vote. Those that were going to question it came back and passed the vote that day. I'm not sure what you meant by that. Uh, sincerely, Alyssa K says, I was watching January 6th live as it was all happening. And I called it out right away that it was a setup. You could see what was going on. Becky 80 says, I've always thought January 6th was fake. They're all fake. And you guys are 100% correct. 100% correct. Now, just to give you an idea of the force that it would take to open those doors if those mag locks had stayed locked, you could wrap a chain around those doors and you could hook it to one of the most powerful trucks you could think of and you could gun that truck. And you know what would happen before those doors opened? This is how strong those doors are held shut. Before those doors were ripped open, the 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 metal handles that are literally welded to those doors, what builds those doors would rip off before those doors would open. That right there should be all you need to know about how those that capital was not breached the way they said it was. It was all a setup, and, and it's just why they're trying to ram through this January 6th commission, which is very different than the 9-11 commission. The 9-11 commission was bipartisan, which has me question. Now, I never wanted to be one of these conspiracy theorists that said, you know, our own government took down the towers. But now that you see what's going on, is it very, is it really that inconceivable to think that our government wasn't or couldn't have been involved in 9-11? Think about that. Think about how long this has been going on. Think about how long the old bait and switch look over here while something over here is going. Especially since we know that they're trying to cover up their tracks with January 6th as much as they can. Think about that. That should alarm every single one of you. And the fact that the FBI literally came to my studio so they could question me about whether I was in that building. I've said it a billion times. They knew that I wasn't in those buildings. They knew that I wasn't on those steps. Their entire reason for being here and for visiting all these other patriots is because it is a directive coming from the top to intimidate and silence the people out there who are trying to make a difference. But as I've said before, and as I said to my wife and many other people on this trip that I just was on, I will never, ever stop exposing the left and the right because we are not a democracy and we are not a monarchy. We are a republic and we the people are the ones that are in charge of this country. And I will be damned if I'm going to continue to let this narrative uh, play out that we're the terrorists especially when you got BLM and Antifa out there doing what they're doing. January 6th was a setup. And that is why they're not that's why they're trying to not comply with the FOIA requests from Judicial Watch and uh, from other organizations um, who are who are trying to get inform- as much information as they can about what happened on January 6th. They're not complying with them. The FBI is not complying with them and uh, the House uh, of Representatives and the Senate are not complying with them. What happened to this country, ladies and gentlemen, where we can't get the information that is rightfully belongs to us? Think about that. 
All right, moving on to our current illegal resident in the White House who does not belong there and hopefully will not be there much longer. Joe Biden was not invited, actually was not just disinvited, was not invited at all to Notre Dame to speak. Now, every president gets invited to Notre Dame, and if a president can't make it, usually a vice president makes it. Every time they become president, they're invited to Notre Dame to speak. Joe Biden was not invited. Over 4,000 students, and I want to pull up here, I want to read exactly what this is all about, but I will tell you that over 4,000 students have uh, wrote a letter to the, uh, the, the, pre- the president of the, uh, of the school and said that we do not want you to invite uh, Joe Biden here strictly and, and mainly because of his views on abortion. He's supposedly supposed to be Catholic, but loves killing babies. So I want to read this here. It says, President Biden will not be giving, I hate him, resident Biden, Sometimes you get caught up in the in reading it. Will not be giving the commencement speech at Notre Dame. It is unclear whether Vice President Kamala Harris was invited to give the speech. She was not, by the way. Uh, it marks the first time in three administrations in which neither a president or a vice president gave a commencement speech in his or her first term. White House officials say Biden was invited to speak but declined due to previous engagement. That is not true. The announcement came after more than 4,000 students, alumni, and other community members at the Catholic University signed a petition. They urged Notre Dame President um, John Jenkins not to invite Biden, who is also a Catholic, over his pro-choice views. But that's not all, ladies and gentlemen. It's because of his policies in general. Because of his policies to destroy this nation in general. Okay? And um, it the House of Cards is not only falling with the election, and every, it's falling everywhere. Okay? And um, I told you guys that I got, in the, I got a, a very heated argument with somebody who said he was not only a preacher, but he was also a Republican. Okay? And I, I don't think he was neither of those things while I was out on the road. And Ben Berkwam has the video of it all, but I literally had to stop and get on the bus before, I don't know, I was losing my cool for sure, all right? Because this guy was just out there lying and spewing CNN propaganda, it was just dripping off his lips like Don Lemon. You know what I mean? I just couldn't take it anymore because I can't stand when people are allowed to just sit and spew lies. But he was literally saying that majority of the country feels the same way he does, that Biden actually won. And he said he was a Republican and Trump needs to go to jail. And I said, oh, yeah? Okay. Well, let's hold a rally right now. You get your beloved Joe Biden and anybody else. You get everybody in the Democratic Party to say we're holding a rally right here in this area. And then you have Trump say we're holding a rally in the town next door. And while you're interviewing your six people that come out to see you, we'll be over here partying like rock stars with the MAGA nation, with the six million people that come to his. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. You don't have to be an election uh, integrity officer. You don't have to be in business. You don't have to be a lawyer. You don't have to be in the government to just know what your common sense tells you. And that is you can't get you can't get 10 people to come where Joe Biden and Kamala Harris go. You can get 10 million people if you had a big enough venue to go where President Trump goes. Then you mean to tell me that a majority company of the country feels that way? Are you dumb or dumb? Pick one. Are you dumb or are you dumb? Just pick one. Because there is no other option. All right? And also... Nobody cares. Woo! 
Ooh, I've missed that button. But speaking of dum-dums and speaking of resident Biden, another dumb thing that he did over the past few days is he just granted amnesty to over 100,000 Haitians who were in the United States illegally. Just gave them a temporary amnesty. But we all know what it really means. It means that he gave them amnesty. So 100,000 Haitians who were here illegally are now able to be here legally under uh, under an amnesty order of resident Joe Biden. Okay? So you know what we got to do, ladies and gentlemen. You know we got to cue that music, so let's do it. What a dum-dum. But is he, though? Or is he, is he a dum-dum, or is, exa- is that exactly what they've been trying to do? Uh, and I've been talking to people all over the country about this, and everybody feels the same way. They're not trying to hide it anymore. You know it, and I know it. There's no more hiding it. They are completely out in the open. They don't care what you think. This is the way they want the country to go. And if you don't like it, you're a terrorist. Or if you don't agree with it, you're a terrorist. It's exactly what's happening, folks. All right, moving on to more dum-dums. Let's talk about Netflix real quick. Now, a lot of you already got rid of Netflix because of their uh, por- uh, their uh, pedophile pro- uh, pornography that they've been pushing and how anti-America uh, they are. But Netflix did something even worse over the last couple days, folks. The CEO of Netflix, wow, donated $3 million, $3 million to defend Governor Gavin Newsom against the recall. (laughs) First of all, let's just stop right there. I had more to say, but I'll I'll stop right there. When, When these companies like Coca-Cola, Delta, Netflix, Disney, when they do these things, you've already seen what makes them backpedal. You've already seen what turns them around from some stupid stance that they decided to put themselves in. And that is boycotting, bankrupting, not giving them money anymore. Now, we know that Disney had to backpedal because people were were getting rid of their Disney Plus accounts like, like that. Now Netflix, they now give $3 million to defend Gavin Newsom against the recall. Meanwhile, here's the unfairness of this. Check this out. The ones that are doing the recall effort, the people that are trying to get him out, and the, and the candidates that are trying to come in, they are only allowed to raise $32,000. So Gavin Newsom, because he's in office and he's trying to fight off a recall, he can have as much money as he wants Netflix alone gave him $3 million to put out his Nazi propaganda to try to keep him in office. Meanwhile, the people that are trying to remove him from office and trying to get in there can only raise $32,000 because because of California campaign laws. Now, you tell me that that's fair, but that's okay. You know what? Use all the money you want. Take your $3 million from Netflix. Take your millions of dollars from everywhere else because one thing that you cannot beat is patriotism and determination. And the more money you raise, the more people will get on our side. So continue to keep going with your unfairness and trying to ru- and trying to get over on people and ruin people's lives, but people will rise up against you every single day. You think you've got it in the bag. These Democrats think they've destroyed this country enough to be able to rebuild it in their image, but you haven't even come close yet. You've not even seen upset yet.
You've not even seen what Americans are capable of. You've not seen what patriots are capable of when we, when we unite against your draconian, totalitarian efforts and agendas. Okay? But this is just the beginning. I'm saying that right here today on Live from America. This is just the beginning. Now, I'm going to give a Smarty Award to a Democrat today because I don't believe she's actually a Democrat anymore. I believe the Democrat Party has left her behind and I believe there is room for her right here in the grand new party. And this Smarty Award today is going to go to Tulsi Gabbard. So let's go ahead. Tulsi Gabbard has actually been railroading Democrats a lot lately about a lot of their policies. She, like I said, the, the, the left has left her. The left has left her. Tulsi Gabbard is more of like a Kennedy-style Democrat. She's more of a blue dog Democrat. Okay, she's not these radical left. Now, I do, I do think that she has some radical ideas about gun ownership and all that. But in the last seven months, six, seven months, Tulsi Gabbard has come out against the Democrats far more than some of these rhino Republicans we have. I can tell you that. And now, Lori Lightfoot, who's the mayor of Chicago, who... <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I don't know. I don't even know if it's human. I won't say boy or girl. I don't even know if it's human. But anyway, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, she's got a lot of trouble right now. The police union in Chicago have all signed letters. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who belong to the police union in Chicago have all signed a letter of no confidence in their mayor. Okay? So when the police are literally signing letters from, from precinct to precinct, and the union gets involved, and they sign a letter against you, uh, a letter of no confidence, that means they're not going to enforce your, your, your ridiculous uh, agenda anymore either. But on top of that, we already know that Lori Lightfoot last week said that she wasn't going to be doing interviews anymore with white reporters, only minority reporters, black, brown, wh whoever else claims to be minority. Now, if that's, again, we've been talking about this for a long time. We've been talking about the Democrat Party has been, is now, and will always be the party of racism, period. Party of Jim Crow, party of the KKK, party of segregation, all of it. They always have been and they always will be. Okay? And now this new trend of being racist against white people, and what they'll tell you is that's not such a thing. They'll tell you it's okay because you cannot be racist against white people. That is how they justify being racist against white people because it, it's, it doesn't exist. Reverse racism is not a thing, but racism is racism, period. Whether it's reverse, forward, sideways, up, down, left, right, it doesn't matter. Racism is racism, okay? Hijack the word, try to change it all you want, doesn't matter. But Lori Lightfoot is racist. She said she does not want to do interviews with white people, and she tried to justify that by saying, well, it's because we really need to get the, the, the minority, you know, uh, voice is heard. So that's why she's going to do it. Either way, Tulsi Gabbard came out and she said, look, I'm calling on her to resign and get out of office. And not only am I calling on her to resign, but I'm calling on Stretchface Armstrong, which is Nancy Pelosi. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, calling on Chuckle Schumer and I'm calling on Resident Corn Pop to all get behind me on this and call for the resignation of the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. But what do you hear? Crickets. You hear crickets. So I think we need to focus some time and some energy, ladies and gentlemen, on getting uh, some word to Tulsi Gabbard about how much we appreciate her fighting her own party and try to coax her to come over to this side. All right?
And now, folks, we're going to get into some election fraud. Now, before we get into the election fraud and the updates of what's going on in all of these states, i.e. Arizona, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, and New Hampshire, just to name some of them, I want to play for you the complete meltdown of Joe Scarborough. Now, this is another dum-dum who says that he's a Republican. You know he's not. I know he's not. This guy is off his rocker. And you know what I love to see? I love to see meltdowns by people like Don Lemon. I love to see meltdowns from people like Chris Cuomo. I love to see meltdowns from anybody on the left. Because when they start screaming racism and bigotry and oppression, uh, when they start doing that, you know that you are striking the right chords. And you know that we are in the lead, winning something for them to cry as much as they cry. I want to play a video for you, if you have not seen it, of Joe Scarborough melting down, straight melting down over the Arizona audit and really all forensic audits moving forward. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Scarborough melting down. America, love it or leave it. If you don't have respect in American democracy anymore, if you don't respect... Madisonian checks and balances, if your guy doesn't win, if that's the new rules of engagement for this great republic, then just leave our country because you're unworthy of it. And there are millions of immigrants who will come here and raise their right hand and buy into the creed and believe that we are exceptional, that believe American democracy is the greatest government on the face of the earth. And they will do it proudly. They will salute the flag proudly. And most importantly, they will fight for what that flag represents. Will you shame yourself? Will you disgrace yourself? Will you disgrace our country in the eyes of the world? Yes, this is all on you. Get the facts. Live in the light. <laughs> Follow the truth. We are. Love this country. Well, let me just stop there. We are following the truth, and we are loving this country. And it's funny. It's funny how they want to tell you to leave this country now when you're trying to get to the bottom of it. Oh, I love this. Stop this. Or leave. Or leave. <laughs> or leave. If you're going to believe a reality TV show host lies about the American Republic mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is desecration of American exceptionalism, then just get the hell out. We don't want you here. Boy, that's, in that's inclusivity. You couldn't have said it better. Well, thank you. Oh, you no, couldn't have said really it better. Oh, Joe, you couldn't have said it better. Mm. Mm. Hold on a minute. Mmm. Ah, let me gargle on some liberal tears <laughs> oh you couldn't have said it better Joe oh. nobody cares <laughs> he got so mad didn't he alright let's talk about some election fraud here real quick shall we because these guys just don't want to get to the bottom of it and I love how they say there's already been election Um, there's already been recounts there's already been audits no 
Those were audits conducted by the same people who cheated to begin with. We're talking about real forensic audits. And you can even watch them. That's the difference between our party and their party. Is they put up cardboard all over the windows so you could not watch the recounts. They kicked you out so you could not watch the, the initial count. But we are like, oh, let's put cameras up everywhere and let's invite everybody who wants to watch it. Matter of fact, get Corn Pop out of his basement, grab him by the hair on his legs and pull him over to Arizona. Let's sit him down into a chair. We know he likes to sit and sleep. Let's sit him there and let him watch too. Because they don't want to do theirs in public. We do. Well, let's talk about some real quick. Okay, Arizona, they are back in the Coliseum today and they are continuing the count. They're about 25% done. They got a lot to go. Graduation is over. Um, all this other stuff that was that was kind of in the, in the middle of them trying to conduct this audit is over now and they can focus solely on the audit. All right. So they're back in the Coliseum. They're back to counting. And even Karen Fan, who's like the the. the uh, uh, who's leading the leading the efforts out there? Uh, she even got some white substance sent to her in the mail. Could be anthrax, could be whatever it is. Remember when everybody used to get those that white powder substance? So not only are they trying to reach out to the DOJ to stop it, not only is Katie Hobbs trying to stop it. So where is Doug Ducey and where is Mark Burnovich? Where are those two? Mark Burnovich is the DA there. Where are you? You've done some good things. I've given you I've given you some awards, but where are you? And Trump asked the same thing. We already know where Gov Governor Doug Ducey's head is. They don't want to get involved in this because they know they're complicit in all of it, too. They tried to get the DOJ to stop it. Katie Hobbs, the Secretary of State, is trying to stop it. Joe Scarborough is literally ripping his own face off, pulling out his hair and cutting his wrists over the whole thing. Okay? They're trying to do anything they can to stop this forensic audit from moving forward. And now Karen Fan gets some suspicious white powder sent to her in the mail. But here's what I can tell you about what they're finding out. And that is the pink slips do not match the ballots. So each ballot is supposed to have a pink slip with it. It's supposed to be basically the receipt. Ballot, pink slip. Ballot, pink slip. They're supposed to match. If you don't have the correct number of pink slips as you do ballots, whether it's too many pink slips or not enough pink slips, then something is wrong. Okay? And when you start seeing it at a massive level, level 10 12, 14% of the ballots coming in that either do not have enough pink slips to match the ballots or have too many, then you have to say to yourself, okay, something happened here, all right? And we can't figure out if these ballots are legit because they don't have the pink slips with them. Well, what they're, start, what they're finding out is there are entirely too many pink slips and not enough ballots to match the pink slips. Now, this has nothing to do with who those pink slips uh, and who those ballots are, are are for? We don't know that yet. They're not getting. They're, they haven't released that information yet. But what we do know, all right, is that there are entirely too many pink slips, and not enough ballots. So what does that tell you? What does the common sense of that tell you? Of the ones that they've done so far, that means I would be willing to bet that those pink slips were voters that voted for Donald Trump, and those ballots seem to be missing just seemed to be gone. They got up, they grew legs, and they said, ah, peace, I'm out. I don't want to be attached to this pink slip. Why? So that is what we're, no that is what we're being told from uh, Fincham and from others who are on location doing the audit that there's entirely too many pink slips and not enough ballots to match them. 
That's what's going on in Arizona, and that audit continues. Now let's talk about New Hampshire. While I was in Tennessee, literally while I was on the air interviewing for Real America's Voice News, some people in the crowd, somebody held up their phone like this and showed it to me. Matter of fact, I think I got who did that in my pocket. Hold on. I think I saved that piece of paper. Aha, I did. Let's give her a shout out real quick. Penny Fay. Penny Fay, who watches the show, I want to say thank you because she came running over to me while I was interviewing somebody, held up her phone and showed me real time that we have found here in New Hampshire that the Dominion machines and the, and the, uh, the ballot counting that these machines do are unreliable. That is what we know. And this is what we found out with auditors who don't agree with doing the audit. So imagine what we would have found if we had real auditors in there, okay? There was a lot of screwy things happening here in New Hampshire. But what we did find is that the machines are unreliable. Why? Because when they did this audit, it matched up almost perfectly with the hand count, which was about 16, I think 16% off. And you're not allowed even close to that under FEC law. You're not even allowed close to that. But that's just what we found in that little air, that little tiny area, which is Windham, New Hampshire, small county, small number of ballots, not nearly the 2.1 million that's happening in Arizona right now. But here's the other thing, and that is the folded ballots. So they were running the folded ballots through. Now, these are supposedly the ballots that were folded and sent in by mail. And what they found is, is that one out of the three machines was not counting the folded ballots as Republican ballots, even though they were Republican ballots, meaning that they took a stack of ballots that were voted, that were supposedly voted Republican. They shoved those ballots through three machines. Two of the machines was coming up exactly how many that they were running through. But one of the machines was counting them for Democrats, not all of them, but a big portion of them, a, a, a big percentage. And when I say big, what I really mean by big is uh, far more than the FEC allows. So every time a, a folded ballot, a mail-in ballot for a Republican was going through, there was a large percentage of them that were coming through as Democrat votes, which let them know when they took both of those pieces of evidence together, which was matching the hand recount and the machines and what they were running and what they were saying was running through them. You put those together. We have deemed in New Hampshire that the Dominion machines are unreliable. That is going to be huge. Every time we figure something out in one of these states, it's going to be a domino effect to one of the other states. And that's what's happening right now in New Hampshire. Large discrepancies, and we're going to find out more. And I suggest here in New Hampshire that we get our butts in gear and do the uh, rest of the machines, which is about 85% of the counties here in my state of New Hampshire. In Wisconsin, the legislature there has agreed, has, has, um, has said that they will be moving forward with a forensic audit there as well. I don't really know much about the next step in Wisconsin, so I'm not going to speak any further than that, but that is happening in Wisconsin as well. Now, as far as Michigan, Michigan goes, we know that last week a judge denied Matt DiPerno for, for moving forward, so Matt DiPerno has got a, an appeal in, all right? They're trying everything they can in Michigan to not do any more forensic auditing at all. All right, because they don't want what you found in Antrim County to co continue to go out through Detroit and everywhere else in Michigan. Okay, but it's gonna, we're going to get to the bottom of it. Again, we cannot move forward unless we fix what happened in the back. And we're doing that month by month leading up to 22. It needs to continue all the way through 2022 until we get to the bottom of it. And then when we find out what happened, those people should be held responsible. And they may not be again until President Trump gets back. Because you know that everybody is bought and paid for and nobody's doing their job all the way through our federal and Supreme Court judges. That just is what it is. That just is what it is. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen. Now, speaking of Michigan, I do believe, and don't hold me to it yet, but I do believe the next leg of the Save America tour will be coming through the state of Michigan and the state of Wisconsin. So let's uh, let's keep let's keep our fingers crossed for that. Now, I want to play you. <laughs> I want to switch gears real quick. Oh, and by the way, in Georgia, in Georgia, a, a judge has um, a judge has granted to unseal all of Fulton County's ballots after a large discrepancy found in ballot boxes. Now, what I mean by that is there was about 30,000 or more votes that are completely fraudulent. They're just completely uh, not usable, all right? And, and, and they've already proved that. So now a judge has ordered the unsealing of the rest of the ballots, and they're going to work on those as well. Huge. It's happening, folks. It is happening. It might not be happening at the speed that we want it to happen at, but it is happening, all right? So um, I want to play real quick for you a uh, <laughs> uh, Governor Cuomo when asked about his five million dollar book deal. We're going to switch gears here quick from election fraud back to uh, <laughs> back to uh, coronavirus. But let me play for you what Governor Cuomo said. A very simple answer to his five million dollar book deal that he got. Let's transition this over. Here we go. He says, let's, let's play it again. That's stupid. Next question. The question was, if you didn't hear it, we now know that you've made $5 million on your, on your stupid little book deal. They didn't say that. I would have said that, though. They just said on your book deal. And some people are saying that you made that on the backs of the of dead Americans. What do you say to that? And he goes, that's stupid. Next question. That's stupid. Yep, the 15, you just basically called the 15,000 people that you're responsible for killing stupid. What's stupid is what you tried to do with your power to hide the fact that you killed 15,000 people. What's stupid, Cuomo, is trying to sexually advance yourself on, on women and preying on women throughout your entire career, thinking that you're untouchable. What's stupid, Governor Cuomo, is your stupid brother who works for CNN who's covered for you this entire time. What's stupid is the fact that you're still in power and New Yorkers haven't been to your governor mansion with pitchforks and removed you. That's what's stupid. What a stupid thing to say, all right? What a stupid, stupid thing to say. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what I want to do now is I want to show you a little bit, if I can, of our, of our last leg of our Save America Freedom Tour, all right? Now, I want to start out first by playing this video of this young man who I, got, who I had the pleasure of interviewing. So we're in, here oh, in, hold on. in Tennessee with the... Who I had the pleasure of interviewing in Tennessee. And uh, bright young man, very brave young man. And I thought, when I heard what he's out here doing, he is the youngest deputized uh, person in any, I think in any state. He is deputized